talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You like scary movies. Ghost story and horror film addict. Ooh, scary movie. Welcome to Brookie Night with your favorite uncle and host, Alexis Chainsaw Massacre. Welcome to Boogie Nights. This is your favorite uncle and host, Alexis Chainsaw Massacre. And I know it's been a little bit of time once again. But you know what? I'm working 32 hours a week now, so uh, squeezing in the horror shit's a little easier than done sometimes. But I checked out this one fun movie the other day that it was on Amazon Prime. It was called Killer Sofa. And they did kind of a Troll 2 situation where the movie is not about sofas at all. It's actually about a killer recliner. It was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. It was made in New Zealand, I do believe. And the whole premise that was that this one dude was dabbling in some witchcraft and voodoo shit and died and put some souls into this killer recliner, gave it to his ex-girlfriend once he died, and this recliner is wreaking havoc. So, it's a good time. It I I recommend it if you need a cheesy movie to watch with a little bit of laughs. Judaism is involved, which, so that's pretty cool. I'm not going to ruin that part, but it Judaism is a big contributor to this movie. So, Killer Sofa on Amazon Prime. Check it out. If you if you don't like the B movies, probably not for you cuz it's like a D movie, let's be real. But I didn't come to talk to you guys about Killer Sofa today. Today, I want to talk to you all about Hannibal, the TV show. And you might be thinking, oh yeah, that's old news. Well, it's new to me, motherfucker, so buckle up. It has been a while since the show was on. I want to say it was 2015 or so. And I remember wanting to watch it because I heard pretty good things. Just never got around to it. So I dedicated some time and blew through the three seasons. And for those of you that don't know, Science of the Lambs is my favorite movie the Shining too, but Science of the Lambs, and I don't entirely consider it to be horror, but it's horror enough where I could talk about it here. But yeah, Science of the Lambs is my favorite movie of all time. Clarice is actually on TV now, and I'd like to check that out at some point this weekend. I haven't really heard too much, so I don't know. I'm sure I'll be doing a podcast on that at some point. But Hannibal, it's... In the credits, it says based on the characters from Red Dragon, and that's important because it's based on the characters. The timelines and the plots, not necessarily the same as Red Dragon. In fact, this show takes quite a bit of liberties with what happens in some of the characters. But let's start off. So, nobody's going to be better at playing Hannibal than Anthony Hopkins. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. If you're going to do Hannibal, you got to do it your own way. Oh, hi, Mr. Meowgi. Got the podcasts, so they might be trying to fuck with stuff. There we go. Uh, he's pretty easily deterred. No fat ass. No. Um. So, if you're going to play the character Hannibal, you got to do your own thing with any remake. And Mads Mikkelsen, who plays Hannibal in the show Hannibal, did an outstanding job of that. And in an odd way, he's kind of hot. I don't know how to explain it. It... And I'm not necessarily into, like, the whole bad boy or really attracted to cannibals, for that matter. But he's uh, Dutch, I do believe. So he brings that foreign swag. He's very well-dressed. I really enjoyed his performance of Hannibal, honestly. I think he did a great job. 
And there's not a ton of well, like, big-name actors in the show. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is probably about the only one. He plays Jack Crawford. So, which I thought that was interesting. And he, I thought he was a a pretty good Jack Crawford, to be honest. Um, Other than that, I don't think they're really... Oh, Gillian Anderson, she plays Hannibal's psychiatrist. We all know and love her from the X-Files, which I'm giving that another watch through again. I need all the murder, all the conspiracies in my life. And (laughs) doing a pretty good job at that. I'm trying to think, though. I don't think anybody else is really big name... All the none of the actors I'd really heard of. Although Mads Mikkelsen, he's in Rogue One, uh, some other stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have seen him. I lied, but he's he's a good character actor. I feel like he he did great with Hannibal. But so the show starts off. It's three seasons, all on Netflix, by the way. Uh, it starts off with Will Graham, and we all know and love his character from Red Dragon, played by Ed Norton. Hugh Dancy or Darcy or something like that plays him in this show. I've never seen him in anything else, I don't think. But it starts off, Hugh, uh, Hugh Graham, Hugh Grant, I'm just making up names now at this point. Will Graham, he is an instructor at the FBI Academy, teaching all these bright young students, everything they need to know about criminal profiling and whatnot. He is not technically a special agent at that point because the FBI views him as being a little too unstable. Well, there's some big time murders happening in Minnesota, kidnappings and stuff. So Jack Crawford tries to talk Will into helping them out on this case. But in order to do so, Jack wants to make sure that He's stable enough to handle the job. So, he wants Will to see a psychiatrist that's not affiliated with the FBI. So, the FBI's psychiatrist, Dr. Bloom, recommends that he sees Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Dun, dun, dun. So, that's where the show starts off. And it's... They go through so many different murder cases. And this isn't spoiling anything. Because we all know that Hannibal is a murderous cannibal. So, there's the biggest case that's going on throughout the show is the case of the Chesapeake Rippers, where he's killing these people in grotesque ways and surgically removing some organs, and they all resemble each other in a way. So, Hannibal's the Chesapeake Ripper, you find that out right away, but since Will and Hannibal are developing this tight-knit relationship, he doesn't see him for what he really is right away, and Hannibal's giving him advice for these, um you know, the crimes and stuff and all these cases. So it's it's real interesting to see what develops. There's some major, major twists in the show that are not at all in line with what's gone, gone on in Red Dragon and Hannibal, although some of the characters are the same. So throughout all three seasons, you have Will Graham, Hannibal, and you have Jack Crawford, But later on, you see Mason Verger, who is uh, Gary Oldman's character in Hannibal. And you see the Red Dragon. Uh, Fuck. I I forget his name. I just watched it. So, oh, Frederick Chilton. Dr. Chilton. Which, I have to say, out of all the performances on the entire show, the guy that plays Dr. Chilton is a ringer 
for a young children. He it, he he sort of looks like him in a way, but it's mostly the voice. And to the point where when I was watching it one day, Arlo came down, my husband, and was like, "Wow, that's Doctor Chilton, isn't it?" Didn't know a damn thing about the show, and I said, "Yeah." So he plays Doctor Chilton to a T, and eventually, which I never thought this would happen, but eventually I started to feel for Chilton a bit. I mean, he's always been a piece of shit in my mind, so for that to change, it's, it's pretty impressive. Also, Freddie Lowndes, played by uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Red Dragon, the reporter. Fun little twist, they made her a her. So it's a redheaded chick with bouncy curls. So definitely, if you're okay with them not sticking to the original plot and script of Red Dragon, Hannibal, then I would say watch it. Some of the liberties that, that they take are pretty interesting, and I ain't mad at what they did. The show did lose me a couple different times based on different uh, plot twists and stuff that happened. I'm like, oh, I don't like where they're going with this. But nothing's permanent, so things do change up, at least for me. What I didn't like, and I I won't ruin it, they it didn't it didn't stick in that direction long, but there are some pretty crazy crazy things that happen, and it I and I don't want to ruin them. But the one thing that I was thinking of the whole time is how it's crazy how manipulative somebody can be, and how much it would really suck to know that you're not crazy, but circumstances are proving otherwise. I just, I, I can't even imagine that. So I would definitely rec- recommend watching it. I actually had heard that since it did do so well on Netflix, they were trying to bring back another season. After seeing the end, I really don't think that they should. It, and of course I'm not going to ruin the end, but the end is, at first you think it's something concrete, but then does kind of end a little with an open end kind of deal. But I, even still, I don't think, I don't think they need to go there. Especially now that Clarice is already on TV. And with Clarice, I know it's, I think it's a year or two after Buffalo Bill. But they didn't cover Buffalo Bill or any of that in Hannibal. So I guess they could go that route, but I, I don't think they should. I think they should just leave it alone. You don't want to ruin too much of a good thing. And you know what? That's a show. We were, we've were we been watching Shit's Creek and finally finished that. And it was really sad when it ended. But then it got me thinking, like, I wish that every show would end when it was its time. Some shows just don't know when to end. The Simpsons probably one of them. But this this one, I think, in three seasons wrapped up pretty well. And mind you, I've never read any of the books. I've never read Red Dragon, Science of the Lambs. I have them on hold at the library so I can listen to the audiobooks because, and it's been a long time coming, I've been needing to read these books. Although, it feels weird to say, oh, I'm reading an audiobook. No, I guess I'm I'm listening to it, but st- yeah, whatever. Um, So, I'm really interested to see how that all lines up with with the storyline and I want to see how true the movies and these TV shows and stuff are staying. Hannibal probably the least, but I you know what and I was really impressed with the character that they got to play the Red Dragon and Mason Verger. Oh my god, you want to talk about a colossal piece of fucking shit. 
you know what? He that man got everything handed to him. I I swear. Um, he, him and those damn pigs. But he definitely deserves to have his face torn off, and they go a lot more into his backstory. And he, ugh, ugh, that's all I have to say. So I definitely give Hannibal a watch, especially if you're a big fan of the Science of the Lambs. I think if I have time today, I'm going to try to give Hannibal and Red Dragon another watch. Science of the Lambs, let's face it. I have Science of the Lambs on VHS, two DVDs, Blu-ray, Laserdisc. I've seen it enough times. And when I say enough, no. There's never enough times to see Science of the Lambs. But I have that one a lot more committed to memory. It's been a while since I've seen Red Dragon or Hannibal. Shit, the first time I saw Hannibal, I didn't even like it. Mostly because Julianne Moore was an atrocious Clarice Starling. She was just so... And I don't hate Julianne Moore. Normally, like, she's in some pretty good shit. But she was just so dry as Clarice... <laughs> wow. I sound like I'm sucking a dick. I might as well be. Um, Clarice Starling. She was too dry as her. But then rewatching that movie when I saw it a second time, I was like, holy shit, nah. Hannibal does some diabolical genius shit in this. I ain't mad at it. And then, of course, Red Dragon is awesome. Then there's Manhunter, which is Red Dragon, and it came out first, but I've heard that it's not very good. I tried to watch it drunkenly one time, and that didn't really pan out. I I was probably just making fun of it and then passed out. But I'd, I'd say... Hannibal does a good job of using the same characters that are affiliated with the storyline and giving it its own twist. My one complaint about Hannibal is that, especially, I would say like halfway through the second season especially, it was becoming more apparent. They just make it way too artsy at one point. And I'm like, okay, not that I don't appreciate a little good cinematography and shit. I'm not um, a complete piece of white trash, but... I thought that this went a little too overboard with some of the artsy stuff they were doing. It's like, okay, okay. This is not... And I understand that it had to have its own identity and do its own thing, but I could have dealt with a little less of that. It it really wasn't necessary. If I had to give it, like, a rating, I would say overall across eight seasons... Eight seasons, shit. Three seasons. Probably, like, a seven or eight. It was pretty decent. They should not continue with it, though, and that's just my personal opinion. And if you watch the show, then you'll know where I'm coming from on that. I think I've said my piece on all this. Uh, Right now, I'm actually working on Twin Peaks. I've never seen that show, and I've heard it's fantastic. Not horror, but still still something with mid. I'm also started listening to The Outsider, Stephen King, because I want to watch that show on HBO. In the meantime, I might check out some of these other shitty horror movies that are up. And it's about to be Leprechaun season, so you know I gotta watch all those. Those are my faves. Leprechaun Back to the Hood. I am fucking ready for it, man. Alright, and as always, if you guys have shit that you want me to watch and review, let me know. I'm open to anything. I am really not picky, as you can see. I'm fucking watching a show about a killer sofa. So, obviously, quality doesn't matter that much to me. But thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys are having a spooky fucking winter. Because let's face it, that's all we can do because there's nothing else to do. Alright, stay spooky my friends. Peace.